You've selected Country AF Radio on demand. Can take it with me anywhere. Plays whatever I want. You've heard of TED Talks. Now listen to Toad Talks. Uh, Mr. Casey Donahue, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. How are you, bud? Dude, I am awesome. Glad to have you out here in Vegas. Glad to be here. We've been chasing you for a while, um, trying to get you in here. We learned that the Texas country does pretty good here. <laughs> Well, good, man. I'm looking forward to it. It looks like it's going to be a, a fun night, man. I'm it excited. Will, it will be a fun night. How'd you get started in music? Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, you know, I just uh, started writing songs in, in high school. I guess they were songs. I didn't play guitar, so they were uh, songs or poems or uh, right uh, dribble, uh, <laughs> something I was scratching down. And then I got to college, my roommate played, and I had tried to play guitar uh, prior to that, and... Um, went back to it got a guitar my grandpa played i got a guitar from him and uh, just taught myself how to play and started putting these songs to uh c g and d which were the only chords i knew for a long time isn't that what you're supposed to start with anyway <laughs> I, 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 just, I still try to go back to that formula every once in a while it seems you, like a good one it seems like keep it simple stupid works right yeah exactly yeah. you went uh you grew up in texas yes fort I, worth I'm just uh, okay and then uh went to texas a&m yeah, until uh, you know you can only uh, not go to class for so long, and then they tell you to and leave, and then it catches up with you, and it's like, nah, maybe you should go home. What were you trying to go to school for, besides the girls? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. I, you know, I, I ended up getting a finance degree from UT Arlington, uh, but at A and M, I really didn't have any plan. I was just coasting for sure. Right, it was a wake up call for sure. Are you a college football fan? I'm more of an NFL fan than I yeah. am college, but I still I cheer for the Aggies, and uh, if the Aggies aren't playing, then I'll cheer for uh, who's from Texas. And if that right. doesn't work, then uh, you watch pro football. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Nebraska, that's my dude. Team. That's my for, that's my adopted team. Don't even say that. Me and Scott Frost are come on, best buds, man. We got we 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 we're we're like brothers now because uh, there's a truck parked outside by your bus, okay. Tundra. Do you remember when you walk back down there? Just look around the license plate. Okay. It says uh, Cornhuskers. Big Nebraska. Red. Go Big Red. My last home game I went to, Texas A&M played Nebraska and kicked the crap out of them. It was a bummer game to go to, but it was a fun event. Scott's going to turn it around, dude. Dude, I'm hoping that the next two, three years that... Uh, I've been giving free reign, dude. I get... I get sideline passes, run out the tunnel, Come on. put on headphones, call some plays. I can do what I want. I promise you. Me and Scott Frost are boys. How do you know, Scott. He's a huge country music fan. For reals? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to sound... I'm like his favorite band. That's really? how we met. Yes, he contacted me because uh, I kept seeing these ESPN deals, and they're playing Casey Donahue music at Nebraska practice. For reals? Oh, and if people are talking, I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, who... And so I sent a Twitter message. Somebody, I guess the kid in the... Not a kid, maybe a man. Whoever does the music... Right. Like, said, oh, still jamming at Casey Donahue. I'm like, who... Is this you playing this? And then he tweeted back it's a request from the head coach no way oh yeah so now it's, you and scott are, no, are we boys. talk all the time we go you know, hunting trips and uh for reals oh dude to dinner. he's a rock star in nebraska you're talking uh, about somebody who's yes. the most popular person in all of nebraska is scott Frost. i think there's one person more 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 popular than him and that's tom osborne but other than that he's probably number two he brings him back to glory though dude right like that writes his own ticket wherever. yeah i think he's already doing that. i mean what he did at ucf was pretty unheard of he hadn't uh, turned around towards the end of the season, too, yeah. last year. I, I think mean, we're going to be fine. I think I, that, oh, I think he's going to have it going. I want to go back to the redshirt walk-on stuff where the guys came to play because it was an awesome program, and uh, they he went to the like NFL. He still play right now. <laughs> Does he? Oh, man. Yeah. It's man size. That's fucking badass, dude. This is yeah. like the cool... I never thought this was going to go... I never... <laughs> I've yet to sit in here and, you know, 
in, in, in all the years of doing this where everyone, someone came down and said Nebraska. I mean, I'm going Texas A&M because it was the last game I went to. I used to be a Longhorns fan and a Nebraska fan, and nobody ever, ever understood that. But I like Duke and I like North Carolina because I like the programs. Right. But that's, that, that's, that's about it. I mean, it's crazy. All right, so you pick up a guitar. You start, you start learning these three chords, and then you're, you're playing around Texas. Like, what, what was your Fort Worth? Yeah. yeah. What was your first trip out of like Texas? Golly, Kansas. I probably I want to say Manhattan, Kansas. Maybe it was like the first place we really started to uh, go, and they had this weird little scene that you know it's still a big hot spot today. But uh, Kansas has always been good. We, uh, you know, and then really spent a lot of time in Oklahoma and uh, Oklahoma, Kansas, right there in the Midwest is kind of our right our peak area. When you were when you were just first starting to play, who who did you like look up to as the artist that you kind of like wanted to follow in their footsteps? Yeah, Pat Green was the guy that really you know drove drove what I did and, uh, and you know drove the direction of of what I wanted to do. And uh, he was just uh, so iconic, man. You know, people who, who who got to this party late don't understand how gigantic pat green was right and, and for such a long time it and was, such an influence to so many man it was you know he was on another level i mean this was a guy that's that's crushing nashville numbers without even a, a record label i mean he sold a million records out of the back of his truck all right it's just insane. was that straight through like you think through texas and all that kind of stuff oh, yeah. just he'd never left texas i don't think up you know going towards that that point I mean, this is a guy that's playing arenas all right oh yeah he's like a I guess the new version of him would be you, you and Cody Johnson per se, yeah. Yeah, Cody. Well, you know, Cody's got a label deal now. So now, that, yeah, that changes the game, you know, dramatically. But yeah, Cody is probably the closest comparison, you know, in the last decade to to, do to doing what what Pat was able to do. He played here um, last year. Cody did, and uh, super neat dude. Just yeah, I like the younger bands that come through here that don't understand. I guess the grind. Right. I mean, um, it is it, what you guys do coming out of Texas. Just, just, I went back for the Loud and Heavy Fest last year and went to go see. Uh, I guess they call that a little bit like more outlaw country, with um, Whitey Morgan and um, Cody Jinks. Okay, that sort of thing. But the people that came out to that, it was the first time you ever did an event like that. Like seventy five hundred, seventy five hundred people showed up for it. I'm like, this is just nuts. Like the scene, the music scene. It seems like why would you want to leave if you can just do so well right there? Yeah, you know, it's. Uh you know, you always want to. To me, I always want to go to new places and make new fans. You right. know what I mean, those. You know, it's, you're. I'm always going to go back to Texas and Oklahoma and the Midwest and, and places where you do really well. I mean, you have to. I mean, those are where you make all your money, right? For the most part, but you know, to go out here and build these markets and try to turn some of these markets into that is always the goal. You know, I mean, there's a there's a building process and. Uh, uh, you know the the grind. You know. Of, do you uh, do you mentor uh, young artists that are coming up right now at all? I talk to a lot of people. There's a young kid named Chris Colston. I think is going to be good. He just uh, signed on with Randy Rogers' uh, label. Right. Uh, man, crazy singer. I mean, he's good. And so we, I talk to him a lot. And he does some shows with us. And uh, you know, over the years, yeah, definitely spent some time talking to the young guys about about how we do it, how we take care of business, and uh, you know, that's. I feel like I try to hammer home with the young guys. I mean, uh, you know, it's hard. You can't really tell somebody else how to make music. Sure. I mean, that's, I that's guess never a deal. I think the business is kind of where I want to yes. steer kids, uh, you know, into the right direction to make smart decisions and, and do things the right way. They, uh, 
I watch a lot of the artists that come through here that are a little bit different. They get the deal super early, and you can watch. I see the grind a little bit different. I watch what Cody Johnson did, and um, I had fun writing the deal with him to come play here. It was different because he plays up the street all the time at the South Point. I, right. Do you play up there, We too? do the Mirage. You guys do the Mirage. Are they free shows? They're free, yeah, free shows. So when Cody's camp came back, they said they want to play here, and they gave me some, some crazy number. I'm like, I can't. You see the club. There's no way in hell I could pay that kind of money. So right. I did a door deal with him and paid him more than he asked for by the end of the show because it was just like one of those things where it's like and you got the same buzz. Like I can tell you that there's a guy, Chris, that comes here a lot, just a, a kid that's a patron that loves country music. And uh, when this when the deal got signed with you, I sent out a, a, a text to him directly. I said, here's the deal. The first 100 tickets, this is when they're going on sale. They're only 10 bucks. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. He's like, dude, you're a savior. He was like, and he was probably like number four that got the tickets. But right you have super fans, and uh, I think it's probably because you good music. Dude, love the fact you bring merch because a lot of the bands that come through here don't. It's crazy. So I'm hoping you guys kill with merch. I mean, yeah. I think that's the business side of it all. Oh, 100%. You know, and, and you'll see some kids they will open for you. And next thing you know, you know, you look over when we're playing and, and you know, they're all right, they're taking down their merch. All right. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, we're selling, you know, you should sell merch from the day, the second the door opens until the last person leaves. Right. Every night. Because what if somebody walks over to my merch and then sees a t shirt of yours they like? Right. And they buy your t shirt. Yeah, or if they're just cordial music fans and they don't want to walk away from the stage right then and there to go buy their merch, they want to buy it later. Right, they're going to buy on the way out. Yeah, but they some kids, we got to pack up. We're going to go party, get right. backstage and side stage and, and blah blah stage, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, man, it's merchandising is a is a big big part of it. And when you're a young band and you're not making a whole lot of money, you know, an extra hundred dollars worth of t-shirt sales goes a long way sure dude that's dinner for a couple days dinner got fills up the van right whatever whatever you're in i mean we, we survived on merchandise for a long time do you do you tour year-round right now that's pr pretty much what you do feels like uh, it never ends <laughs> yeah so you love uh, what you do though you have to man or you can't do this man. right it's tough man i got i got little uh, young boys at home and uh so like tonight, I you know I missed a I missed a ten year old's uh, baseball game, oh. and, and he he went in there and like saved the game for the whole. I got a couple text messages. He like, you know, saved the game for the whole team, and they ended up winning in extra innings. And I'm like, sweet, wow, I missed that. So that, you got video of it though, right? Yeah, I don't know if I got. I haven't even asked if I have video, but I would, I, I I would ask that. Yeah, so I'm you're not going to be home for Easter? Yeah, I'm flying in. Are you flying uh, in? So you so leave tomorrow? I'm gonna. Well, we fly. We play uh, in Arizona tomorrow, and then I'm gonna fly out of Mesa early. Uh, Sweet. Early Sunday morning, so I get home right after lunch. Do you do the whole festival thing throughout the summer? Like, is that your? Do you, do you like doing the festivals, or you like smaller homes like this? I'd rather be out. I like big stage, big sound, big lights, and yeah. big crowds, man. Badass. I know I've seen some of the photos of your stuff out there. It's just unreal. The fans you've got for you look at some of the artists that get on radio and then they come play, and then you look at the artists like that. But then, I mean, I'll go back to Cody again because tonight I'll probably do the same thing with you as I'll go back to it and just see their fan base is true. They're true fans. They sing every word. They're not there just because it's the hip All thing the to songs, do. All the songs, right? Yeah. They know everything. They don't know just one song that they heard on the radio. Right. Because it got crammed down their throat. Ha. Yeah. Um, you just put out a new album last year, the year before, the 15? Uh, 15 year was uh, last year, and then we had All Night Party, and now we've just, uh, the, the pre-sales went out for uh, One Light Town. And when's that one going to come out? Uh, July 26, but uh, we kind of just, out of nowhere, we just, like, surprise dropped it and, like, made seven, made seven of the 15 songs available instantly. So right. So it was like, we were just cruising along, and all of a sudden, Thursday at 11 o'clock at night, hey, 
we got new music out. Go get it. How freaking Which cool. was pretty cool. Like, it was actually a good idea, and I think it's... Surprised some people. Yeah, and people are still like, holy crap, there's new music out. You nice. know, it's been three weeks in, and so it's, uh, I think it was a good idea. Do you, uh, you find yourself super social these days with all the platforms that are out there? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I, I wish I wasn't. You know, I, I, I like communicating with fans. Sure. Uh, the trolls and the the hate and stuff it's hard I mean, you know you wish you could get away from it and uh but it's just the world we're stuck in so it's uh it's a crazy world i mean there's there's uh there's artists that that i've watched over the last year and a half two years um that have changed their whole plan in a sense of they weren't very social they didn't want people to know their the ins and outs of their lives their kids their wife that or their husband per se if it was a woman or a man whatever but now today that they've changed that and their their fan base completely changes because People are curious. They just assume the average person assumes you show up. They don't even know about a sound check. They just assume you walk on the stage, you sing your songs, you sign some shit, and then you leave. That's just right. what they think it is. So the other side that that people get to see. That's why I was curious, just how how social you were, and if it was if it was yeah, a- man. I, you know, I try to do what I can do, and it's hard to to unplug. You know, the thing is, I want to yeah. do is when you get home is to get away from. It. You get so used to to doing that, and then like. Hey, I'm going to put it down for a week, and then like people are like mad because you're not uh, <laughs> they don't yeah. posting or interaction. I'm like, you know, I'm going to spend some time with my kids now, so right. uh, let me unplug from this uh, this contraption. We eat dinner, and one of the things at dinner at the the phone just doesn't. I can't wear it during these because if it buzzes, it just changes your mindset towards things. But yeah. yeah, I learned something from my buddy Dave that on an on an iPhone you can go into the settings and turn everything to black and white, and you have no desire to look at it. Like literally, have no desire. Huh. And it's probably one of the neatest things. I showed someone last week about it, and they're like, I didn't know you could do that. I'm totally going to do that. Because it takes you away. Because when you wake up in the morning, you want to look at your phone. Right. But you if, start looking, yeah. and you're checking this and that. And then you're like the... <laughs> swiping through, and, you know, you get, uh, you know, everyone's so quick to... You're getting your news off of, you know, Twitter or whatever, and I'm then, you, you know... Like, is this the real news you're getting? Is this right. any of this true? You never know, dude. You never with the politics today and everything. You you never. I just uh, the owner of this place, super political guy. Me, not so much. Like I, I don't, I don't. If you ask me what leans to the left means, I, I I'd assume it was a dance because I really don't know. <laughs> I don't really care. I don't. The end of the day is, I think that the economy's doing well. Everyone's having fun. People are coming out dude, seeing that's shows. Yeah, right <laughs> there, man. Let's uh, let's keep the good times going. What's what's on deck for you, like for the rest of the year? Like, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Man, I've got, you know, get this record out. We're going to have a single go out here pretty soon to radio. And, uh, you know, we're going to be pushing that. We're going to be touring through the summer, man. Uh, Hopefully uh, get a little break. i got a big Cabo trip coming up where I uh, I do this Boots on the Beach bash. And so I've got a pretty good lineup going down there to hang out. Who's Uh, playing that with you? So I've got uh, Randy Rogers, Wade Bowen, Stoney LaRue, Josh Abbott, Parker McCollum, and... uh, Chancy Williams. We're probably gonna have to send Mr. Loud and the guy that owns this place down there for that. That just sounds like his kind of lineup. That'll be fun. Is it your first time doing that, or you do it on a regular? We or? did it several years ago, and then we did it last year again. Was the first year we came back, and so this is, I guess, year two of the reboot. Right. How so, many people come out to that? Uh, Four hundred. So nice. we bought a whole hotel, and oh wow! Uh, last year we only we had like two hundred, and so this year we're like, well, let's see if we can buy a whole hotel and and like just make it our own thing, and like sold out in a week. And I'm like, really, man. How badass we is that? Bought another hotel. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see if we can get some yeah, more room. Do you got... play on the beach? So we'll play poolside. There's there's shows every day. There's a tequila morning show. There's two campfire shows. Uh, wow. Stony the Roo's doing a campfire late at night. 
you know, sing along song, and then there's a couple of, like swim up bar shows, and then there's a big show at the uh, the last night with all everybody doing a song swap. Stony Larue comes through here, and everybody assumes that he owns the place. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been here in a few years, but that that was it was pr- pretty funny back in the day when he would come through. Here, everyone would just assume it was welcome his, home. The name. Yeah, welcome yeah. to your to your to your other home. What's your what's your favorite part about the music process? Do you like to write? Do you like to record? Do you like the the, the touring side of it? Do you have something that you don't like? I think the performing is my favorite. I do, I do enjoy writing. I do enjoy uh, storytelling, and uh, you know that's one of my my favorite things. And that you know, I'm such a big Robert Earl Keen fan. I love the way he you know tells a story and, and makes it come to life. And uh, it's one of those things that that I'm always uh, searching for and uh, looking for and, and trying to capture. You know, is, right. is being able to tell a story that people think oh, it, could, it could be me. Right. I think uh, relativity. You know, yeah. people can assume that, that they can put that into their life. Yeah. Yeah. Put it into their life. For sure. In a sense. I think that's an important piece. Well, sweet. Tell people how to find you online. Uh, you know, other than uh, MySpace. You <laughs> Is can, that a uh, thing? <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Are you Justin Timberlake? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No, uh, it's CaseyDonahue.com. D-O-N-A-H-E-W. Do people confuse you a lot for Phil? No, no, but like they the spell name. it that way all the time. Um, I had a buddy who wrote me today, and I asked if he was coming out to the show tonight. He's like, I don't know if I have my kid. He goes, is Donahue playing? And he spelled it Phil. I go, no, yeah. Phil's not playing tonight. Yeah, he yeah. just wrote back LOL. And it's kind of funny. Yeah. No, yeah, you go to CaseyDonahue.com. You can get the tour schedules, uh, all the socials that we uh, that you guys are we try to keep up with. and uh, I'm going to ask you one more. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. Do you have like a favorite social? Like one that, you, that you're more comfortable with? Probably Twitter. I'm still... Yeah. Maybe that's just kind of the first one I mastered, so I'm still trying. And I feel like I feel like everybody's moving to Instagram, so I'm trying to be more uh, Instagram savvy, Instagram story savvy, right? And, uh, learn how to add all the cool music, and it uh, becomes a job in itself. It is, it really man. Does. It's just like you know, I, I need to I need to make more money, so I just have a guy around me and go, "Hey, man, post this and make it look cool," or just have him do it for you. That yeah, way. yeah, it makes it look like you. You, but you I do, do like it. interacting with, with the folks, so that's uh, that's something I like. If you could put together your like dream show this year, let's just say that in August I gave you whatever venue you wanted, where would you want to play? Give me three more artists that you want to put on the bill with you. Golly, you know, I've done Red Rocks, or I would say Red Rocks Fucking again. place is beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've never been to the Gorge. Uh, man, you know what? I think I would, I think I would go uh, Royal Albert Hall. Overseas, overseas. Just because I want to play that venue uh, is probably probably the one reason why. Uh, guys that I'd like to bucket list off. I got a Willie Nelson show coming up this summer, so it's my first Willie show. So. Oh wow! How cool is that? Congrats! Uh, yeah. So I think I would have. Uh, man, it's going to be random stuff. Uh, I'm going to go with King George, Mr. Straight, uh, Kid Rock. <laughs> and wow. uh, this is tough, man. Uh, King George, Kid Rock. What would really bring this together? I'm trying to think. Uh, why you think about that? Why Kid Rock? I understand George Strait, but why Kid Rock? Man, I just I'm a fan. I don't know what a dude can party. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, well, I got to hang out with him one time in Nashville. Bob, and, uh, good old Bob, right? Backstage Bob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, I, I've seen him live a couple times, and it's just amazing. Right, I think the dude's unbelievable. Like, man, he's seen a talent. Him? Play every instrument on that stage. Yeah, every instrument, and like, not a little bit brings it, man. Right, just, I just think it'd be cool. I just think it's cool. I like the fire. Yeah, 
Uh, Do you know Tim Montana? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. He writes with um, Kid Rock a lot, and I always, I always, it's super neat that to find out the this genre. I say this a lot, but the people that are friends in this genre, it's pretty crazy. It's like a neat, neat, like it's a. We call Vegas a cat box because it pretty much is. Doesn't matter what part of town you go to, you know somebody. You can stir right. up, like pull up some shit on somebody anywhere. But like, uh, I look at this country music community and the people that are working hard. They all hang out together and they all champion each other. And I think it's the neatest thing in the world. But you got one more band to throw on this, and I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna go Alan Jackson. I think. I'm an old school guy. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Which one's gonna sell the most tickets? You think? Oh, King George. Yeah. There's no doubt. He's the king. Sweet. Right on. Well, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. Country AF Radio's On Demand.